Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma, and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things. But can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend. Welcome to this edition of Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown, and this is a Bible Talks edition where we're going to talk about the Bible today. So glad you could join me. Have you subscribed to the program yet? If you haven't, please do whatever platform you're listening to. Just hit that subscribe button. And listen, if you have been listening to the show and you've enjoyed what we've been trying to do here and the the teaching and all that kind of stuff, Would you take just a moment and give the show an honest five-star rating, maybe even write a short review? That helps us so much uh, reach more people, and that's obviously the goal here is to do that. All right. Excuse me. Well, today I'm going to talk with you, if I can, from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, and then verse 13 through the end of the chapter. So um, I'm going to read it first, and then I'm going to go back and just share with you a few thoughts that I have in relation to this text, okay? So this is Galatians 5. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Then verse 13 and following. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through the love, through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, 
and you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envy one another. You know, it's an interesting text here, right? You know, it's used very specifically. People will go to it and pull out one little tiny part and use it against people in the name of Christ. But if we look at this and we look at it contextually and we look at it in its in its specific meaning, I think that we can come away with some good instruction here. Because the interesting part to me is right before this section, um, Paul has given the example of Hagar and and the and the example of slavery and the descendants of a free woman and a slave woman. The whole concept that Paul is trying to get to here is not about the specifics he's trying to to give. He is really talking about freedom, freedom in Christ. And he is warning the church of Galatia to be careful to not allow themselves to be put back under the yoke of Jewish tradition, primarily around the idea of circumcision which you might remember was a key part of the Jewish faith. It was a spiritual right. It was a spiritual necessity. And Paul is telling the church of Galatia, don't allow yourself to be put back under this because you are people of the Spirit of God. He also is telling them that one of the key things they must keep in mind is that if we are children of God and if we are following God, then we are people of love, that we will love our neighbor. He says that very clearly in this text. And yet I look at the church today and I see many times, yes, there are times and I've experienced them personally recently where the church has done a wonderful job of loving and caring and being there and, and supporting. But in my work especially, I see the very opposite I see a church that often is very condemning, a church that is very hurtful, a church that is often very unloving. And then they wonder why people are leaving the church. Paul does give us all types of examples here, but let me also caution you. If you look at the examples of those things that are in his mind at that moment against God, you're going to see that Basically, every single one of us, every single one of us will fall into one of those things. I mean, when's the last time you didn't get angry? When's the last time you didn't get mad at somebody? When's the last time you didn't gossip about someone and cause some type of friction? 
but yet people skim those away. They they push those aside. They don't 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 look at those. They just want to look at the ones that deal with sexual issues, specifically in relation to ideas that they themselves do not support. But it's a bigger picture. None of us, if we are placed under the legalistic law of God, from the Deuteronomic passages all the way through Scripture, if we are placed under the law of God, none of us are capable of being a child of God fully. None of us are capable of doing everything that God wants us to do and not doing everything that maybe God says for us not to do. And yet, we are still children of God because of the grace, the love of Jesus, and walking in the Spirit. I think sometimes people get too wound up in the thou shalt not. And they even forget the second part of this text, which gives us these wonderful fruit of the Spirit that we are to work toward. Patience. Love. All these beautiful ideas that we are to have as followers of God. So if you if you just take this whole passage and you try to summarize it and say what 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 is the main teaching here? I think you would have to come away with this idea of we are just to walk as best we can under the spirit direction of God. And while we are doing those things, while we are doing that thing, we are to love others, and carry ourselves in as much of a grace-centered faith as we can, displaying the fruits of the Spirit of God. We're not perfect, folks. None of us. But let's stop beating each other up and let's start loving one another a little bit. Let's stop trying to put people under the thumb of the law and put them under the love and grace that is afforded them through Jesus Christ. If we do that, then I think we're going to have a much better faith, a much better life, and dare I say, a much more successful church in representing the one we call Jesus. All right. Well, you know, I didn't go into much detail here. I didn't get into the technical translation and all that kind of stuff, which I can. But I don't, I, I, I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. Because I truly believe that the purpose is to just tell us to not operate under the law, but operate by the Spirit of God and try to follow God the best way we can and display that fruit on a daily basis. Well, at least that's my fault. That's my feelings today on this text, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may God just work in and through you to impact others in the name of Jesus. Heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God bless you. Bye-bye, my friend. <music>